you love me if you don't? Hello and welcome to Pop Fathers, <laughs> podcast about all things fathered. My name's Andrew Gunning, this is my co-host and fathered mentor, Graham the Word Smith with a Y. Hi Graham. Hi Andrew. Thought I'd start a um, new podcast with uh, a brief cover, because yeah. we, we don't have to pay PRS or anything, <laughs> if it's a cover, yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Way of getting around it. You're right. I'm very well, thanks. Uh, that adds a new element to the whole narcissistic side of the podcast. Can it? make <laughs> your heart feel something it won't hear in my heart? <laughs> wow. These final words. Um, I was talking to. Uh, <laughs> Hannah the other day. I was listening to a podcast about eugenics. Right. Did you have you ever heard about um how there were eugenics in the US? Hang on, wasn't Annie Lennox in eugenics? Shut up. Did you did you know that there were laws in the US in the early part of last century? Um I didn't know they had laws. Legislating for um compulsory um what do we call it when you Castration. I nearly said cesarean, but that's not the same thing. Castration. Compulsory, compulsory castration for certain classes of people. Thousands of, thousands, of, thousands of people in the US Penises. were castrated Oof. by the basically by the US government. At birth or No, birth? like adults. Sure. Like like hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh. Were um, also stopped from from breeding, and these ideas and these laws that they put in. It started off in Texas. They put in a law that you you could do it. Yeah. And these ideas. Hang on. Was this the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Stop <laughs> making jokes. And these ideas were basically copy and pasted by Hitler into Mein Kampf. It, there's a line in Mein Kampf about the legislator, the guy that pushed through, through the law in Texas, saying, this guy, you know, he's a, he's a hero but, of mine, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really understand that, because Jewish people are... Hang on a minute. You said castration, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Did you mean circumcision? No. Right, because that's where I was getting confused. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was me that was confused and not you. Wow, castration. So I was t- I was talking to Hannah about this, like it would blow my mind because you never hear about this sort of stuff, like this crazy evil stuff was going on in the US um, until as late as the seventies. Nineteen seventy nine was like the last forceful castration. Anyway, so I was te- trying to explain to Hannah about this, and um, I was just explaining this po- this part of it where basically for for a certain period of time at the start of the last century in, in, I think it was like Texas and a few other states, if you you, you were um, able to be, um, uh, it was a criminal act and you could get three years in jail for having sex with certain classes of people. And it was like people who um, with a, a, had a low IQ, people that were like classes like mentally retarded, people who had Down syndrome, people like, like, and the wording is like, idiots. Oh, my word. Like that. And I'm trying to explain this to Hannah, and she just goes, well, I get life then. 
Which took me a minute to get, but I was just like, babe, you're yeah, the best. So, yeah. <laughs> That's an excellent joke to the end. It's Hannah's birthday tomorrow. Baby, if you're listening to this before tomorrow, just switch the podcast off. So, uh, was it yesterday? I, yesterday, I took... Look, a, look, look away now. If you, don't want, if you don't want you to see the results, look away now. It's a football reference, which you won't get. So, I took Oscar to Meadow all on my own. You um, saw Oscar? Yeah. Um, Hannah was running, I think. Hannah's taking up running. She's running all the time. She did 10k last weekend. Very proud of her. I think I've inspired her. Yeah, I think it was you. And I took him to Meadowhall, and he's like proper sweaty. He's he's a, he's having he had a bit of a cold, so he he didn't really want to walk much. Um, so he walked like for half of it, and then I had to put him on my shoulders for the rest of it. And the last thing I wanted to get was um, some uh, running leggings from this running shop in Meadowhall it's like a specific running shop yeah Um, so I went in and I was like you know I was really hungry (laughs) Oscar's on my shoulders like my neck hurts yeah yeah shoulders hurt yeah and I also tweaked my neck because I trained at Leicester Shoot Fighters on Thursday night or Wednesday night wow with not Nathan Levitt wasn't there but one of his Dudes just there, and they were just insane. Anyway, hurt my neck. Anyway, so Oscar's on my shoulders, sweaty, I'm annoyed. I quick step into sweatshop. Um, I go over to uh, the rack, find these leggings. They're like Nike ones, look really nice. Mm. Can't find the price, whatever. Walk up to the the till. Um, they're in the wrong size. I'm like, have you got have you got this size? I'm not going to say if it was big or small. Um, and chap says, "Oh, we we do have a pair on a mannequin, so I'll go and get it." So, yeah. like, oh. so he goes to the mannequin, takes them off, um, brings them back, like wraps them up, gives it to me, um, and then she, the lady, runs it through the till, and she's like, "Oh, that'll be uh, seventy-five pounds then. Seventy-five pounds for, for a pair of running like leggings, like spandex legging things." Do they make you run faster? They must. They must. They must. So I was at the point where I'm like, usually I'd be like, lol, lol, put them back. But I was just like, you know what, screw it. Give me the card. Wow. So. That's a lot of money. It's so much money. Uh, you're spending what money. You better appreciate them. Uh, I was not the only one to get a gift. Um, oh yeah, make sure you mention that. Andrew's just bought me a, uh, a timepiece uh, from... Timex is an Ironman, official Ironman watch, uh, so that we can use it when we have our tri challenge. Uh, it's a fantastic gift. I want to go swimming tomorrow so that I can... It's a proper, proper job. So I think it's like really complicated as well, like you've got loads of different more. timings yeah. and... That, that worries me a bit. Maybe I'm not wearing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just joking, of course. Uh, yeah, that's excellent. That'll probably motivate me to train this week. Like... Suppose you can like, yeah, you can like have it when you're running and all sorts and like time yourself. I think it's made specifically for triathlons. Yeah, a triathlon timepiece. I've got new socks on. Right. I went to Marks and Spencers. This is another thing that I bought in Meadowhall the other day. Yeah. I went to Marks and Spencers. I've never. I don't think. I, don't, I can't remember ever buying socks. I usually, just wear the ones from Christmas. Right. Or birthdays. I don't think I've ever bought socks. And I realised the other day, 
that I've always got holes in my socks and they're always like really uncomfortable I always take two pairs of socks when I go and shoot because yeah. I always change them like at the end of the day okay. and I thought you know what treat yourself life's too short <laughs> do you know what I mean let's have fun while we're here um, so I went went to Marks and Spencer's and bought some merino wool blend socks damn merino wool socks now merino wool doesn't smell no matter how you sweat into it fact Another fact is, uh, it it wicks moisture away from the skin, naturally. Where does it put it? Obviously in your shoes. In the shoe. <laughs> Into so, your shoes. So now you're going to have to get some special shoes. Well, I can't afford them now because they're so expensive. <laughs> um, they also didn't have size 7s in, so these are a little bit roomy because these are size 8. Um, but I think it's just because they're wool. Because I'm used to like cheap clingy no, no, socks, so um, I think it's just because they're wool. There's nothing worse than a cheap sock, you know. <sighs> like, I, I hate when like Marilla's in this podcast, so it's fine. So anytime she's made a mistake of buying me fur socks, and then like you wear them the first day, and you realise after about like two hours, it, it feels like your feet are. It feels like you, you've put your feet in one of those like bubble bath feet things, but you haven't. They're just in your shoes in these horrible mm-hmm. socks. And they feel all like clammy and cold and oh, awful. A, well, a bad sock is a terrible thing. I put my foot into my Clark boots uh, a couple of days ago and I had a big hole in the back of my heel and it pulled down the lining of the boot, oh. broke it, and that was the moment where I was like, oh, I'm going to get some quality socks. I've been wearing these all day, walking yeah. around all over the place, walked around town, walked into town and back out. Yeah. Like, amazing, so comfy. So I really recommend. I highly recommend, recommend Merino it. wool. Definitely. It's Merino wool. Um, there's other wools, but I heard Joe Rogan talking about Merino wool on this podcast. <laughs> How it doesn't smell. And I just smelt them. You might have heard that on the podcast. Um, and they don't smell at all. Remarkable. So hopefully you can hear Graham a bit better. So the last episode, I uh, I think was it? No, you were really audible. Right. But I, I, you couldn't really hear me. Oh, so those. Those um, <laughs> so you had the good mic, yeah, and I had um, s- some like Samsung um, head earphones that come with a phone, and a little microphone, and so you couldn't really hear me. But this week I bought a new mic for, and Graham's wearing it, so hopefully he'll be able to hear us both same sort of level. It's a proper proper job. I was doing a corporate shoot last week and realised I didn't have a backup mic in, in case mine broke or something. So he well, says an excuse say, to get a new microphone podcast. Always have a backup mic. They say you have a backup everything, which I do have, apart from a love mic. So now I use that as an excuse to buy a new mic for the podcast. So hopefully we sound a bit better. Yeah, I hope so. Um, man, i got loads to talk about, haven't I? Yeah, you're just Mr Chatty tonight, aren't you? Do you want to talk about something I don't know, I'll probably bore you. Uh, what have I done? I've, uh, I've inspired some young some young people. Now, since we last talked on the podcast, we've been into two schools, two primary schools, to talk about sports journalism. Just tell the kids, you know, how I got to where I am in life. Uh, don't do drugs, that kind of thing. Never do drugs. Say no to crack. Uh, Bo 
post a little bit, but I've met Tiger Woods. These kids don't know who Tiger Woods is. They all look at me really blankly. <laughs> have you met Billy Sharp? Um, yeah. I, met, I met a golfer. <laughs> yeah, know your audience, Graham. Tiger, Tiger Woods. This is why we get, <laughs> we're getting sub-100 figures. Yeah. But why are the listeners are in North America? Um, yeah, because we found 69%. out. 69%. That's the thing, 61%. Of our 100 listeners are in, in North America. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I gave a little like in the, the first school I went to, it was two classes in one session, and the teacher, who's a very good friend of mine, drink interviewed me, and then we took some questions, and it was it was really good fun. Second class was Jacob's class. Second school was Jacob's school, and I did two classes separately. I did his class first, and uh, when he walked in from lunch and saw me sat there, like. Could not keep the smile Ooh. off his face, like oh, right. just, like beaming, like oh. sitting up in his chair, like absolutely delighted that uh, that I was in and I was his dad, and um, and so I was talking to the kids about journalism, but the they asked some burning questions, really good fun. All three of the class, all yeah, all three of the sessions, I was asked by a child, Drink. "How much money do you make?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> every time. Um, so I think now all those kids now want to be like engineers and doctors and, <laughs> and lawyers. Um, but I absolutely blew every single mind. I blew, I blew their tiny minds because I... Uh, Were you writing? I did shorthand. Yeah. I did shorthand on the board. I got like I got a kid to tell me about their morning and their breakfast and I wrote it in shorthand. And then I turned around and said, you know, what do you think this is on the board? And uh, one, one uh, wise ass in one of the classes put and said, Gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll give you that one, son. Um, yeah, and then I kind of, and this was the nervy bit, and I read it back, like, and tried to get it like word for word, spot on as to what the kid had said. Managed it each time, of course. Uh, and then, yeah. And then they all just wanted to know, you know, oh, can you write this? You know, can you write that? Um, they always ask as well. <laughs> I've done it a couple of years now, and one kid always asks. Uh, what would you do if your laptop broke and you wrote a football match and you didn't have a pen and there's no notepads anywhere? What would you? How would you? How would you be a journalist? What? And I was like, Where does that come from? I don't know. I think they want to know. They're trying to like the absolute stump wor- you. worst case scenario. Like, All right. like what if you had nothing? Like what if you're stripped right back to just yourself? <coughs> That's weird. Where does that come from? No, Are they trying to stump you? They're yeah. just trying to stump you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they're trying to say. Maybe You're not that. Trying to say mm. there must be a point at which you can't do journalism in a live setting. But I just said no. You just try and remember everything. Or I said, if I had my phone, I would ring. Flip it out. I'd hire. I'd ring a colleague. You're lying down. Yeah, I'd ring a colleague. I'm lying. You're lying down like Michael Jackson on the front cover of <laughs> Bad. Well, we need to talk about Michael Jackson next. Um, I'd ring a colleague and I'd dictate what was happening over the phone. Hey, you ring off that thumb. It looks awful. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm inspiring the next generation of sports journalists who will just in time. I think they'll all get into it just in time for the newspaper industry to finally collapse. Oh, I walked past a, a guy reading the Daily Mail in in uh, in, the, in Meadow Hall, and he was like, you know, sort of mid sixties. But what did it say on the front? Creep, something like 
creep with an exclamation mark. And it was uh, Julian Assange. It was something like, either just creep or what a creep. Really? Normally, the Daily Mail kind of is a creep. It's the newspaper version of a creep. Especially online. And I just thought, what the heck? Why are you reading that? Yeah, well... Like, I mean, I don't want to get too depressing, but a lot of people read that newspaper and a lot of those people are going to vote. Yeah. Why would you see that front cover and go, yep, I'll have that one? One pound twenty, whatever it is. Insane. It's, oh, it makes me feel so People are so stupid. I think everyone should do look. When we did media studies A level, they literally broke down, like, sort of, uh, I don't know how you describe it. They broke down the way newspapers or, you know, media or advertising kind of. Uh, manipulate you or the, like what they you know broke down the whole what they're trying to make you think yeah uh, advertising and that kind of thing and I I found that really interesting and it's just really useful for because to us maybe it is really obvious but then to, to normal just an everyday person it isn't obvious what they're trying to do and what the motives are and stuff the other not so long ago um, I was at a football game <laughs> And in the press room at half time, I heard someone, I've no idea why he was there, because he's not a member of the press or the media, but he's there all the time. I've no idea who he even is. He's always there. Um, and that annoys me, because he's not meant to be there. <laughs> and, uh, and he just said something like, well, I hear people complain about the Daily Mail, but I've no idea why. I read it, I think it's fine. Well, you know, what's the problem with it? And I said, in a packed, in a packed press room, full of footballers and journalists, I said... Way too loud. Well, you know, particularly nasty racists. And he went, what? And I said, particularly nasty racists. And he said, pardon? And he got to Kimberly. I just had to say it with a third <laughs> I thought, well, it's completely, like, it completely ruins the impact of what I wanted to say in the project. And I've had to say it three times. It was meant to be really concise. It was so, three words. Yeah, so, now it's nine. <laughs> it's ruined the oh, impact of it. Say that. Oh. I said, well, the content. Um, and, uh, <laughs> the content. <laughs> like, I mean, well, you know, opinions and. Uh, no, no. It's not an opinion. It's the truth. <laughs> oh, I was really annoyed. Got my, got my heckles. It makes me angry, man. It makes me angry. I don't know. A lot of uh, press uh, across. Like the Sun's front page. <laughs> oh, my word. Towards the end of this week. I think it was on Friday. And contained on the front page was a picture of Pippa Middleton's backside and a picture of the backside of some other woman who was going to the wedding. And the, the crux of the story was literally this. The most important story in the Sun newspaper... The most, so, according to them, the most important story in Britain on that day... Of that day. ...was that the shapeliness of the other woman's backside had sparked fears that her backside would overshadow... The bride's backside on the big day sparked. It is her backside has sparked fears that. What, what do you mean it sparked? Who has suddenly become afraid? Like who, which person, which human being involved in that wedding has suddenly gone? You know what? I'm a bit worried that the bride's backside is going to be. Well, I think they would reverse engineer that, Graham. So they would say spark fears, and then they would just 
pick an intern in the office and they go, are you afraid? Of yes. <laughs> Nod your head. Correct. Okay, we've verified that. Are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Do you want to work here? <laughs> oh, I'm a bit afraid now, eh? <laughs> Just an actual, an actual journalist was told to write that or somebody sat down at a laptop and said, I've got, a, lads, I've got a vision. I've got a vision for the front page today. Front page. What is it? Is it, is it something to do with Trump in Russia? Like something like really... Is it to do with how our data is being Ooh. mined? Yeah. Um, no, it's about Hibbert Middleton's backside because this other girl has a really nice backside as well. So I think people might be worried that it will... <laughs> why can why can we not drown people like that? We, we did it with News of the World somehow. Yeah, but they'd, they'd overstepped the mark and I think even politicians realised that something had to happen there and they were made an example of, weren't they? But, you know, just... Mur- people buy it, man. Mur- people do buy people it. People buy it. People laugh it at That's the problem. So I'm starting a band. Really? Uh, yeah, today. I've heard you say this before. Yeah, I know. Um, so I thought about it today. Texted uh, our friend, mutual friend, Kathy. I like, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you play drums? She's like, yes, I do. <laughs> so we've uh, arranged a practice with Wednesday. A rehearsal it's space. Yeah. She's going to play drums. And you're going to play... I'm going to play guitar and <laughs> sing. That's going to be interesting. Um, I was watching... Uh, Royal Blood have been all over the yeah. internet. Creepy. And then uh, this band called Jap- Japan Droids, who have been around for a while, I think, but they are on Jules Holland, and they're a guitar and drums. Um, and what's that other band called that were really big for a while? A couple of years ago. White Stripes. Huge. Not the White Stripes. Um, it's two guys, obviously. Blues. Kind of blues rock. They're playing arenas. It's completely gone. Playing arenas? Uh, American band. Two piece. Yeah. American band. Can't remember what they're called. Can't remember any of the songs either. Uh, bl- <laughs> blues rock. They were playing arenas in the, uh, in the US. American. Because um, I just I've getting, been getting the itch recently to start um, playing gigs again. Yeah. Just rocking out. People have the not. Keys. That's the badger. There we go. Black keys. Oh, I need to write that down. Um, I've got an incredible voice, obviously. I've <laughs> done that. Um, and I just feel like I want to get get out there again and bless people with it. Nah, I just think it'd be really good fun. Just jam out in a in a rehearsal room. I kind of miss it. Used to love doing it. Just making loads of noise and just having having a laugh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna have a practice on Wednesday. See how it goes. Okay. But I was looking at amps and pedals today on the internet. I have a bit of a not a conundrum, but to my two eldest boys, both do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and they love it. You are an appalling human being. <laughs> Podcast. Can't even edit it out, can you? Because uh, in the middle of some great content. <laughs> so my two hours, they do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, they love it. I love the fact that they do it because it's martial arts. Um, but Daniel has like like really natural rhythm. So as soon as he hears music, he just dances. Like, But he's got like, actual dance moves. I have no idea where he's got them from, but he just has them. Um, so we listen to a lot of Michael Jackson at his request in this house and he's always like dancing to Michael Jackson. He absolutely loves it so much. 
he has this serious dance face that he does as well when he's dancing, which is great. But he, like he, he mentioned a couple of times that he'd really quite like to go to a dance class, like like a dance, like like jujitsu, but for dancing, like street dance or something, I guess. Um, but like I don't want to overload him because we overloaded Jacob at one stage with stuff, and it just it, it wasn't a good situation. He's doing too much. I don't want to do the same with Daniel. He's already got like tiredness issues where he's super tired and grumpy. So I don't want him like joining a, a dance club and dancing two times a week as well as jiu-jitsu. Definitely not taking him on jiu-jitsu because he loves that and it's really good. I would explain to him that dance is best left freestyle. <laughs> In your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't... You, 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 you can't restrict dance with other people's. You can't. It's not a science. Yeah, you can't what, learn what it. It's really, really it's in here. <laughs> what if he could be really good though? What yeah. if this is his thing? Yeah. Like. I don't know. Look at me. I mean, Your problem. He could. I can envisage a school disco right where you got the girls mm-hmm, on one mm-hmm, side and mm-hmm, the boys mm-hmm. on the other. And like everyone's kind of, it's all a bit awkward. Why? That's sexist. And then suddenly, right, Michael Jackson comes on, Mm -hmm. like the lights go down, and Daniel walks in and does this like, this amazing dance, just just like, and suddenly like all the barriers are broken down, and there's there's no kind of, there's no kind of patriarchy anymore, and there's no oppression, and everyone's just together, and it doesn't matter what colour they are or anything. I might write that <laughs> into my book. <laughs> that, might be, that might be the end of my book. I think I have, I think I have an ending. Serious. But everyone else really has to be him completely serious. <laughs> That's great. Really great. Good stuff. How's the book coming on? So much of it is at the idea stage. <laughs> I've still had three chapters written down, but I, f- I think about it like a lot. Really? Yeah, like an awful lot. Um, it's one of those things that occupies my mind quite a bit. Like, there's been a few things that have happened over the last couple of weeks, like work-wise, that have made me think, "Oh, I need to include something like this," because obviously journalism is kind of the the main theme of it. Um, You're write write about what you know. Right about what you know, yeah. Mm. What I don't want though is people. <laughs> I don't want to. When it does, when the book does come out to great acclaim or whatever, uh, I don't want people to read it and think, "Oh, he thinks this. He thinks like he's the. Like, this is how he sees himself." Like it's not. <laughs> that's not really what it. What it is like. You know, the hero just because he's a sports journalist, you know, like me. <laughs> Six two. <laughs> Abs. Blonde. Just because, yeah, just because he's blonde. Blonde doesn't mean... can grow a really good beard <laughs> as well. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that's... Like, I'm not projecting here. I'm not saying this is what I want to... This is how I wish I was. Do you ever used to make yourself as a character in computer games? Like in... No. No. Funnily enough, Graham, I could never... <laughs> I could never quite get them looking right. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, so... Just, so, uh... Just realised... <laughs> so, I never bothered. Hang on, no, in... In WWE wrestling, you could have scanned my face. Part, no, yeah. you could have given them like the Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, but made it okay. red. Oh, oh, that, oh, that oh. would have looked exactly like it. Or Sting, 
Stinker. I've got one side of my face, not two. No, you don't know. I, my, I always used to give mine like a red Mohican and like a massive tattoo. You used to have like some sort I of... I did have a red Mohican. Mohican yeah. Yeah. That was awful. That was awful. That was so really um, So I'm writing um, a little script for a competition. <laughs> Popped up on my Instagram like last week. Jameson's Whiskey. Yeah. Advert. Well, I don't know if it's an advert. No, I think it's just a short film. Seven pages, so it's not very long, and you have to use McNulty. Did I tell you about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. McNulty, yeah. Yeah, because you told me about it, and then I saw the advert for it on Instagram and tagged you and said, this time I tried up your street, you should do something like this. Make it as if you had never told me about it, and then you didn't realise I was doing it. Right, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I don't remember anything you say, or I say. Um... So I'm writing that, and I've got the I've got the idea down. Yeah. Writing about my, what I know. So it's sort of set at a wedding. Um, but yeah, that's been really interesting doing that. Yeah. Really good fun. And then I pitched a um, there's a BBC doc sort of competition. Same sort of thing. Right. Did I talk about the Jameson thing on the podcast? Possibly after the podcast. Yeah. So it's um, you get to direct it if if your thing gets. Selected. So you get to direct McNulty, yeah. Whose name is not? It's Dominic West. It's Dominic West, he's from Sheffield. And uh, so I um. There's no way I'm I'm putting my name on this episode, (laughs) or in any episode actually. Uh, So um, there's a BBC documentary uh, competition. I think I'm going to start doing this more often. I feel really creative recently. No way. Um, starting a band got new socks yeah, writing is everything okay it's really good actually it's really good red lights here <laughs> it's still on mouse. big red flag um what was I saying uh, yeah this BBC documentary thing so you you write in a pitch yeah for an hour long BBC document uh, BBC 3 documentary um and then you get to direct that as well so I've, I've wrote a picture and sent it in. Not heard anything back from it yet, but oh, no, nah. nah, it's, it's good though. It's fun. I feel like I'm exercising a bit in that field, which I should should be doing, shouldn't you? Really? Yeah, I suppose you should. Creatively. Um, That's what life's all about. I did a conference in. Well, I did two conferences last two weeks. Filmed them and did like a highlight video and then. They show the highlight video at the end of the conference. Uh, it's like a business conference thing. And I rented a car. Well, I rented cars both times, but I rented this like really weird-looking Toyota. Um, weird-looking car. Um, but it had cruise control with like radar in it. So you set the speed, nice. and then it s- keeps up with the car in front of you. If the car's going slower than your average speed. Which is so cool because I, I use cruise control all the time and you, you have to keep switching off. it on and off. Just take your foot off the accelerator? Yeah. And then it just, you just steer. And then if you go over a white line, so I'm driving down the M1, went over a white line and it beeped at me without indicating. Wow. So about halfway down, I went over a white line without indicating, like after about driving for about an, an hour. And it beeped at me. I was like, that's really cool. Then on the way back, so the next day, I went over a white line, coming back up an A road, 
and I felt the steering wheel go whoop, like that. So it beeps, and also the steering Relax wheel the steering. goes back the other way a little bit, like a little whoop, like a little whoop, wow. which is incredible. Got a little glimpse into the future. But uh, it was a really weird looking car. It looked like an SUV, but they'd squashed it. Like a Yaris? Uh, no, it was bigger than it. Was like a, it was like a RAV4, but squashed, but like the size of a Golf. And it was really nice to drive. But, um, they, but they upgraded me to that because I'm a regular. Now, is there anything better than being a regular customer <laughs> at anything? <laughs> like that feeling it gives you. So I walk in and uh, the manager's there, or the, the chap that's serving me goes, oh, this is the, the, the manager, regional manager. He goes, this is Andrew, This is a, he's, a, he's a regular. And the guy goes, oh, oh hi, how you doing? I'm like, okay, thank you. Just oh, like that sorry, feeling. Sorry, that feeling is just like, there's nothing like it. Like going, the, have you ever been to a place and been able to say the usual? Um, that's part. That's a big part of being a dad. This feeling of being a regular. I don't think. I don't think I've got oh, dude, shops. it's the best. I used to go to this fast food place in Leicester and go in and say the usual. They'd give me a half pounder blue cheese cheeseburger at S two in Leicester. Wow. Yep. There's nothing better than it. I got walking into Enterprise. And then all going, oh, hi, Andrew. The all of them, one. loads of them. And then driving out the Yaris. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And they've given me uh, the, the the personal number of the guy, the personal email of the guy. So so instead of going through their national booking system, I ring them directly. That's great. It's, a, it's amazing. Really <laughs> I don't feel like you're quite getting the... Let's, uh, uh, let's what I'm fair today. Putting out... Western Park. We're moving on. To Anyone else who fair at Western Park? Right. Um, and there were loads of like classic cars. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there was an <laughs> American police car, like old kind of, like from the blue. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple around Sheffield. Yeah. Um, and the guy <laughs> who was beside it was in the like. Brilliant. Like he was in the full gear, yeah. like with a nightstick and everything. Oh wow! Like like the big boss man. Mm. Um, and a fake, a fake gun on his other, and his holster on the other belt. Oh, fucking heck. Um, moustache, like the works, glasses. And, uh... <laughs> Alright, this... Daniel had a... Save the laughs to the Daniel end. Daniel had a question for him. Like, he wanted to ask about... Like, they had bull bars or something on the front. Daniel would ask what they were for. Um, and I, and I, I couldn't hear what was being said. I was just observing. But I just... It just made me laugh so much. Like, this guy... Taking firstly taking a four year old's question that seriously about this car that he obviously I love had. this yeah but all, all like the only thing I heard of the conversation which went on a lot longer than it should have for firstly a four year old was Danny engaged the whole time was he Maria, no Maria had to say to him but listen Daniel the man's answering your question Daniel had turned Daniel had of course, turned of course. his back on the man and was looking in the opposite direction of course he was <laughs> but all I heard from the conversation was. Uh, well, if you can get yourself twenty-seven thousand pounds, um, so Daniel's uh, Daniel or Jacob Royce, he says like, like I've got to get one of these. Twenty-seven thousand. The guy is well. let me tell you, if you can manage to some point find twenty-seven thousand pounds, and you both know that you can't because that is a heck of a lot. Yeah, you might as well have padded the top and said, and then you can get yourself one of these beauties. Um, twenty-seven thousand pounds. That's great. That guy was. Way more into there's, his police car than he needed to be. There's always <laughs> one of those at every wedding as well. 
uh, wants to talk to you about their cameras and uh, their camera. Um, they're really easy to spot if you've done a few weddings and you just stay away from them. It's very much like Gareth in the, the office. Tell them about your car. Oh, amazing. Yeah, we... Um, the pros, we tape the names of the cameras off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it always says, like, Canon on the top of the camera in big white letters. Yeah. Tape that off. Um, and it there's some weird kind of, like... Um, you know when you put a bottle of water on the new lawn and it keeps cats away? Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing. So you tape off the name of your camera and the model number. And it seems to keep those types of people away from you. Wow. I don't know why. It's very strange. It's like uh, putting conquerors out that keeps spiders out of your house. What? I've read it. I don't know if it's true. I've never heard that before. That people say on Conkers. You know what? People say a lot of stuff on the internet that they think is true. Just like a, a conquer. Like putting conquerors at like window sills and door stops and things. Stops. Like spiders. Spiders don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are they not like? I can't understand it. Like, do conquerors give off a smell? Must be a, a smell thing. It's weird, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. Uh, no, but you need spiders in your house, don't you? They kill flies and stuff. Spiders catch the flies. Yeah. Um, what the heck was I talking about? Um, Cameras keeping away the slugs. Oh yeah, it just keeps away like the the the, the great uncle that's just way too into cameras. And doesn't understand that you're trying to f- capture moments. Yeah, he wants to talk about his digital for um, beautiful cinematic highlight videos, <laughs> and they won't leave you alone. But you've got to be really nice to them. But it 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 just seems it, I don't know why it works, but it does. So we tape tape over the name of the, the camera and just stay away. I think it's because they can't quite identify it, so they don't have an in. Because if they can see what the camera is, the in is like, ah, yeah. oh, so you're using the. Uh, oh, you're a, oh, oh, you're a camera. Uh, although the, the the Uber geek always gets through. <laughs> and I walked into a church uh, two I think it was two Sundays ago or two Saturdays ago. And I walked in through the, the door and a chap in, in white short sleeves goes, this is, his, this is his opener, no high. He goes, so how long have you been using the Sony system for? <laughs> he used the word system. So he knew it was a Sony camera and he didn't call it a camera, he called it a system, uh, which so is like, that is excellent. such a good... Oh, in, like when uh, they call they call computers machines. Yeah, or like a or like a buggy, a travel Machine. system. <laughs> yeah, oh, a travel you, system. You got the uh, <laughs> yeah. you got the, the baby bugaboo uh, travel system there. Nerd dad. One on one. That's excellent. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm a nerd dad about anything. I How long have you been using the Sony system for? I think I need to be because. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Walk off. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm> literally <laughs> trying to follow the groom here. Uh, so we do uh, something that Isaac said. Oh, yeah. Um, they all seem to be poo-related at the minute because he always says something funny when I tell him it's time to change his nappy because he really doesn't like he changes nappies. Oh, yeah, this is so weird. Um, the other day he said, uh, no, don't change my nappy. My poo alone. I said, no, I have to change your nappy. And he said, fine. He says this a lot. He says, fine. He'll go, fine. He's two. And he I will build another one. <laughs> 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 I'm going to build another poo. Um, <laughs> Daniel asked Maria, here, Daniel said to Maria, in all seriousness, he said, <laughs> um, would your poo taste nice if you cooked it? Legit. Yeah. It. Is that, it changes legit? the taste, yeah. It's not legit. It doesn't Might. change the taste. <laughs> um, 
one of them, I, I think it was... I will build another one. It was Isaac, I think, said that he wanted to take... We will rebuild. He wanted to take his clothes off and dance like a flamingo. Flamingo. He meant flamingo. Okay. Flamingo. And then tonight he was really sad because we were at his grandma's house and he had a slice of lemon in his drink and I wouldn't let him bring it with him to take to bed. Uh, And he was... He'd gotten over it. We got him changed for bed, into bed. I'd said his prayer, given him a kiss, given him a little back scratch, and then he just suddenly went, Lemony, uh, Lemony, and he was crying about the lemon that I wouldn't let him take to bed, and he called it Lemony. <laughs> he like, turned it into like a, a person. Anthropomorphized it, vised it. A slice of lemon. Anthropomorphized it. Anthropomorphized it. Anthropomorphized Something else he said the other day that made me laugh an awful lot. Um, he calls me Graham and he thinks it's absolutely nice. Yeah, he's Two. He's actually two. Um, likes and dislikes. Like, Andrew and Graham's likes and dislikes. I dislike Chris Cornell being dead. Yeah. That, I was really... That, I was just really sad about yeah, that. Yeah, it's so Somebody it? posted pictures of him with his kids... In a, in a playground, like, and he just looked like. I mean, obviously, he he looks like a god. He looks like an Adonis, doesn't he? With like beautiful long, kind of, kind of wavy hair and his beard and that. And um, this picture of him, yeah, with playing with his kids in the playground, uh, and I just thought that kind of brought it brought it home. You know, these celebrity deaths and stuff that some of them are like. I I have no idea what kind of a daddy is. In the pictures, it looked like he was an awesome dad, but like somebody's dad, somebody's brother, somebody's yeah. mom, or whatever. But then also, like you feel like you have a connection to these people because they wrote and sang. Oh, especially singers, yeah. They, like they wrote and sang songs that meant so much to you, like in your formative years. You know, like when yeah. you're discovering who you were and your personality and stuff, and you kind of when you got got really lost in like emotional songs. When you were, so. when you were picking down. Dower and uh, cynical off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to Black Hole Sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, just yeah, it's really sad that he's dead. So yeah, I just so. like, just very much just like that. Yeah, it's it, my initial reaction was one like what a stupid, but then you never know what's going on. Yeah, no in idea. his head, you know. This is the thing, like about depression, uh, is that it can affect. Literally anyone it can strike anyone. It doesn't matter how much money they have, you know what kind of family support network, like what kind of job, what background. Literally, doesn't matter, does it? It can strike anyone, and like just doesn't, doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. Switching it up, Triographathon is in two weeks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. If we can get it sorted with the left center. Yeah. We need to get an amicable agreement. We'll talk about it next next week. Yeah. <laughs> Cool man. So we dislike that. Anything I like, man. The, well, the War of Art is a great book. I still I haven't finished that yet. It's an amazing book. Highly recommend that. Um, yeah, that's the only that's the only thing. I try and read one book at a time, so I don't not multi multitasking books. Um, I like weddings. Good. I like you. Good. I like Graham. Excellent. Right.
I can't make off you. Like Mad, watch Mad Oh, Mad yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Mad Men is so good. You might start watching that then. It's so brilliant. I watched uh, Hate for Late the other day. Half of it was really good. Um, a bit slow, but quite quite funny, quite good. Don't watch uh, Known with Liam Neeson. Okay. Oh, watch The Big Short. Oh, Brilliant. What a film. Really, really good. I didn't yeah. realise it was directed by Adam McKay. Of course, yeah. I only watched films. Because there's a couple of moments in it that were absolutely laugh out loud funny. It's like, whoa, yeah. where did they come from? It was really, there was bits of it that were incredibly funny. Really funny. Ryan Gosling's amazing. Steve Carell. Steve Carell, brilliant. Oh my word. And they explained it all and I understood it, which, yeah. is, which is great. <laughs> and here's Margot Robbie in a, bu- a bubble bath to explain yeah. CDCs. And then, and then you think afterwards, you feel really smug, like, well, I know why the market crashed. And then you try and explain it to people. To Hannah, and she does not care yeah. at all. But then they ask you a question, and then you're like, oh, oh actually, I don't know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you all in a couple of weeks. Love you.